This is Conversations with Coins, episode 84. I am your host, your moderator, your navigator, and your guide, more coins. Thank you for joining me. Today's subject, we're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets' epic fail, and also how I feel about Juneteenth. And, but first, before I do any of those things, let me wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day because it's Father's Day weekend. So to all the guys out there who work two and three jobs to support your family and also spend time with your family and teaching your children and loving them and showing them how to be men, I, I salute you. You're my heroes. Even though the woman is the backbone of the family, the father is very important too because every man and every girl needs a father in her life. You know, so fathers are very important. So like I said to the uh, guys out there who are working those jobs that they hate to support their children and their wives, you know, I salute you. You're, the, you're heroes in my book. So happy Father's Day to all those. Enjoy your weekend, and thank you for all the great fathers out there who raised, helped raise wonderful children. I salute you. Now, back to the Brooklyn Nets' epic fail. As you know, last night the Brooklyn Nets fell to the Mad. I'm sorry, to the Milwaukee Bucks, one fifteen to one eleven in overtime. So this is an epic fail by the Brooklyn Nets because even before they got James Harden for the season, yeah, they were projected to at least make it to the NBA Finals to face the Lakers. Nobody said anything about winning, but they were projected to make it to the NBA Finals. And then when they got James Harden late on in the season, you know, uh, it was projected they would win the entire thing. You know, this shouldn't even been a contest. The East should have been an easy pickings for these uh, Brooklyn Nets. And then later on, they got um, Blake Griffin. Not a superstar, but, you know, still a, a good a player and a star and a role player. So, with the addition to Harden and Blake Griffin, they should have went through the East with little to no problems. But that didn't happen. Yesterday, they got beat by Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. And I know some will say, well, Kyrie was hurt and wouldn't been played. And James Harden, he played, but he really wasn't effective because he was hurt. and He didn't move like he did. Okay, that's fair to say. But what about the game where Kevin Durant took over and ended up winning? And they, they had their lead series 3-2. But then Milwaukee comes back and wins two straight games and wins the series and send them home so the Bucks make it to the Eastern Conference final. And now they're just waiting for the Hawks and the 76ers who play tonight. So Kevin Durant's supposed to be the best player in the NBA. Better than LeBron? Really, folks? Is he really better than LeBron? Because I've seen LeBron with less teams in the East and get through the East with little to no help. I've seen LeBron come out the East during every year since he started in Miami. 
and sometimes he'd have little to no help his last couple of years on the um, Cleveland Cavalier team. So, but Kevin Durant, who's a lot younger than LeBron, and had all this help, even though Kyrie was hurt, James Harden was hurt, you still had Blake Griffin, who's a pretty damn good player, and you couldn't beat the Milwaukee Bucks, and all they've got is really Giannis. I mean, so how is Kevin Durant better than LeBron James? He's not, and yesterday proved it. Because let me explain something to you folks. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis hadn't got hurt this year, not only would they have the number one or number two seed, but they would have went through the East and probably made it to the final. See, there was always this talk about well, LeBron's in the East. LeBron's in the East. That's that's an e. That's you know, that's easy. But when he go to the West, it's different. Okay, well, his first year in the West, he got hurt, so they didn't make the playoffs. His second year, he gets AD, and they go and they win the NBA championship. He he runs through the East. I mean, he ran through the West with little to no problems. Little to no problems. So all this. Well, making excuses about LeBron. Okay, so he LeBron has proven time and time again he's the best player in the NBA. I know he's a little bit older, and now he's somewhat injury prone now. But it's fact he's the best player in the NBA. Kevin Durant is good, he's great, but he couldn't even get past. He couldn't even get out of the East with this super team. I mean, um, the Brooklyn Nets pretty much had bought and paid for a championship. But the problem is, they couldn't even get past the Milwaukee Bucks. So they don't even make it to the NBA Finals. So I don't know how people keep saying that Kevin Durant is better than LeBron. Because I don't see it. I just don't. And the only reason Durant's got two rings, because he went to the Golden State Warriors. Now, when he couldn't beat them, with Oklahoma Thunder, he went to the Golden State Warriors when they always already stacked with Steph, Draymond Green, uh, Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson. You know, so he made them better. So they win some championships with him. But before he got there, they had won a championship. So yes, he made them better. But you know, Kevin Durant, great player. He's not much of a leader, and it has shown. He can take over a game, but he's not a leader. And neither is Kyrie Irving. And this has been proven this year. Because a team that uh, was supposed to go to the NBA Finals and win it, they couldn't even get out of the weak East. And now people saying, well, the East is better. Yeah, it's better. But LeBron had been on the team. They would they would have got out. He would have got out of the East because he did every darn year. But Kevin Durant couldn't. But that's my take on it. So if anybody disagrees with what I'm saying, you know, you're more than welcome to come up here and challenge what I'm saying. But I think the proof is in the pudding. Kevin Durant, not the best player in the NBA. Still LeBron James. Because LeBron James would have got out of the East. And he certainly would have got out of the West this year if him and AD hadn't got hurt. Now, but on a uh, other note besides that, there's talk that you know, this is breaking news. There's talk that Russell Westbrook might be coming to the Lakers. 
they might the Lakers might be trading for Russell Russell Westbrook from the Wizards. They would have to get rid of some players to get Westbrook, but I think that would be a pretty damn good fit with LeBron and AD. You add a Westbrook, nobody could beat them. They would definitely come out of the West. I hope I hope it happens. I would love to see Russ get a ring. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. But there's been talk. I mean, nothing. There's not a done deal yet. But there's been some talk. So I hope that happens because if that happens, I can see the Lakers winning two or three more championships with that lineup before LeBron has to retire. Okay, now on my real thoughts about Juneteenth. Even though I think Juneteenth is a great thing, you know, the problem with that is what does it really do to help African Americans? June, uh, making Juneteenth a federal holiday does nothing to help African Americans. Nothing. So you can pass a federal law celebrating the end of slavery, but you can't do anything about uh, passing police reform. You can't do anything about stopping Republicans from doing uh, a voter, um, voter suppression. You ain't talking about reparations for slavery, but you can pass a federal holiday, Juneteenth. And I love my black people, but that's my problem with y'all. Y'all take crumbs, and then you act like you're appreciative of it, and that a great thing, a great thing was done for you. You just got handed crumbs, and you're walking around here celebrating like you done something. Wake up, people. Use your brain. I don't have a problem with Juneteenth being a federal holiday, but don't act like this is some major legislation. Uh, they just pissed in your face, and they know they did, and you're sitting here like you're a Trump supporter and enjoying being pissed on in the face. Juneteenth means nothing. It means nothing when you're still sitting here talking about uh, uh, police are still killing blacks at alarming rates. We, st we still got a unfair justice system. Uh, we still got uh, uh, Republicans trying to take our voting rights away. And nobody's talking about reparations for two centuries of free labor. But yet still, Juneteenth was passed and you're around here celebrating like you just won the lottery or you won the war. Come on, my black brothers and sisters. Wake up. You just got pissed in the face. Nothing was done for you. Nothing. Because that doesn't do anything. That doesn't solve anything. That doesn't help anything. You know, we need to hold these politicians' feet to the fire. You know, they pass some bullshit uh, federal holiday that means absolutely nothing. Is it a great thing? Is it moving forward? Yes. But yet still, it's nothing. They did nothing for you. They did nothing for you, and you're walking around here acting like uh, you just won the lottery. And you ended up with absolutely nothing. Come on, my people, wake up. Is it a great thing for them to acknowledge the end of slavery? Yes. You know, I guess that's like our Independence Day, because let's be honest, the 4th of July, you know, 1776, well, hell, we, our people weren't free. Okay, I can go along with that. That's fine. But, 
Did you stop systemic racism? No. Did you do something about policing? No. Did you do something about our voting rights? No. Have you done anything about reparations? No. You know, that's just like taking you know, the Confederate uh, flag down and the Confederate monuments and saying, oh, y'all, we took that down. Again, that's nothing because statues and flags don't make policy. People do. Politicians do. That's who you need to be going after. That's who you need to hold their feet to the fire. Passing some silly legislation. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say silly. But passing something and then saying, hey, we did it for you blacks. But it's not helping us in any way, form, or fashion. They just pissed in your face. And then you congratulate them like they did such a great job. Come on, people. Wake up. It's a great thing, but abs- but Juneteenth is really nothing. You want to do something for African Americans? Uh, hey, uh, pass a reparations bill. Uh, pass a voting uh, rights bill. Pass a policing bill. Pass a bill about the uh, judicial system that we get screwed over all the time. Do something like that, and I'll be the first one cheering you on and say, hey, y'all did a great thing. But passing a federal holiday that means absolutely nothing and can do nothing to help black people. And, you know, it's a great thing, but I can't sit here and celebrate it and applaud it like a great thing has been done. Because we just got pissed on again. We need to wake up, stop letting these politicians piss on us, and start demanding we be treated like we should be. Since we've been here for the last two and three centuries. Come on, black folks, wake up. Wake up. All right. This has been Conversations with Coens. You can catch this a podcast on Anchor FM, Spot, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Over Podcasts, I'm sorry, Overcast, Podcast Addict, and Twitter. Thank you for joining me. Have a good night. God bless. And remember, we're trying to change the world one episode at a time. I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. And again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Good night.